Hey guys, how's it going? Create Me Podcast. Yeah, this is episode 24. And it's with Dr. Amy Brisgal. She's a senior lecturer at the Film and Visual Culture Department at Aberdeen University. So yeah, I had a really good chat with Amy. Kind of covered a lot of things about her own practice, you know, her job and what that's kind of what's involved in her job, teaching students at the university. Yeah, so I hope you guys really enjoyed the episode. Um, kind of looking forward to kind of putting more interesting chats out there as well in the coming months and yeah let me know what you think of this episode um i really enjoyed it but yeah i was looking to find to improve on things so any feedback is definitely welcome so yeah i think the next episode is going to be with me you have to put up with my dulcet tones on episode 25 with your questions episode so i'm looking forward to that as well um yeah so i'll catch up with you guys in episode 25 all right take care for now Welcome to the Create Me Podcast. I'm here at Aberdeen University um, with Amy Brisgill. Um, yeah, we've kind of been in touch with each other yeah. over Twitter and we met a few weeks ago yep, as well. Yeah, we met uh, through social media. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, one thing that I kind of do now, it's kind of been like the kind of thing I do, is when I start an episode, I kind of get the person who I'm speaking to to kind of explain who they are mm-hmm. and what they do. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, good. So I'm Senior Lecturer in Film and Visual Culture at the mm-hmm. University of Aberdeen. I'm also the director of the George Washington Wilson Center for Visual Culture, which is our main um, sort of outlet for our public engagement mm-hmm. program. So we do, you know, film screenings, roundtable discussions about the arts, um, exhibitions. We host research seminars um, that are open to members of the for members of the public to come to. Um, as a lecturer, my research is focused on uh, performance art from Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. So that is. Uh, visual artists who do live art, create live art with their bodies or in some, maybe not always with their bodies, but there's some temporal aspect to it as opposed to just a a static object. Um, Yeah, and so, I mean, I, I, you know, I have, uh, I I feel like I have this sort of, you know, inward facing role at the university where Mm -hmm. I teach and, um, uh, you know, I do my research and publish about uh, these art artists uh, from Eastern Europe, but then I have also this outward-facing role where I'm trying to link what the things that we do at the university mm-hmm. within the creative arts with the wider community and also involve the wider community in those yeah. uh, activities. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm. cool. I think, like um, like myself, I think everyone kind of asks me, like, how did you kind of end up from London, Aberdeen? <laughs> and it's kind of not like a look of disdain from local people, but I kind of look very puzzled. So I'm going to ask you kind of similar questions. So how do you find yourself in, in America? Uh-huh. And ending up being a lecturer in yeah. Aberdeen University. Yeah, I know. I mean, it is a really unusual path. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was, because uh, I live in Lawrence Kirk now, mm-hmm. and we had we had a contractor out to get uh, something done on the fence. And, 
you know, between being my partner and I being American and we're living in Scotland and Lawrence Kirk and, you know, his background is Albanian American. Mm -hmm. I'm Scottish. Sorry, I'm Polish and and Italian American. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just an interesting (laughs) conglomeration. I mean, the the simple story is that I applied for a job and I got it Mm -hmm. um, here at the university. Um, but it's, you know, it was actually quite, I was really pleased to get this job, not only in Aberdeen, um, you know, but in, in Scotland, the Northeast of Scotland for a few reasons. I actually moved here from Latvia. I was living in Latvia doing my PhD research and I just stayed on there. Um, and I had wanted to work in the UK because that would have kept me close to my research in Eastern Europe. Um, but also the job specifically, they were looking for someone with a, a with they advertised a range of specializations. One could be mm-hmm. Eastern Europe, and one could have been, um, you know, British Irish uh, arts. And so the university has uh, a center for um, for Russian and East European history, mm-hmm. and it's mostly based in the history department. But there's some parallels with with my work with what they do. Um, but also because the northeast of Scotland actually, or well, actually Scotland has a strong link with the the research I do. So right. there were a lot of uh, performance artists from Eastern Europe who came to um, mainly to Edinburgh, but also to Aberdeen okay. uh, to perform in right. the 1970s. And that was mainly through um, this uh, arts promoter, Richard DeMarco, who's mm-hmm. based in Edinburgh and he's still there. So there were a lot of reasons it wasn't just a job, you know. There were a lot of, you know, good reasons to be based specifically in Aberdeen. Okay. So yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And what was like, you know, the early kind of? I know, like, I was kind of interested in being curious on people. What were kind of their early kind of creative influences, and how did you kind of mm-hmm. take the path of like teaching? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's re- that's a really interesting yeah. question. Um, I actually started out as a musician. Okay. So I played the piano from a young age, and when I was in high school or secondary school, I decided that I wanted to go to school, uh, to university to study music, mm-hmm. which I did. I started off at Boston University, and I majored in piano. Um, and... Halfway through studying, I realized that, well, you know, I'm, it's probably going to be pretty tough to make a, a living as a concert pianist, yeah. and I'd probably have to teach, which I did end up doing. I did end up teaching, but I realized that I didn't want to teach music. It right. just wasn't, you know, just wasn't in my interest. Um, and when I was in university, I took an art history class. I had always just been interested in art. And it really just clicked with me. Okay. It, it came very naturally to me, but also I, I found that I really enjoyed explaining art to people, right. especially what I do is contemporary art. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the weird stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of resistance to it because it's just so out. It's just so different. From I what... guess it's quite kind of like for the human eye or the mind, it's kind of like I can't register i can't explain that and i think a lot of people seem to need something to be explained don't we yeah immediately you know? yeah, yeah yeah and so i actually that's what i really enjoy doing mm-hmm. so that's why i decided to go you know to continue studying art history and with the with the goal of becoming a lecturer because i just really i love talking about art and i love explaining it and i especially love talking about it to 
really to those people who might have resistance mm -hmm. initially and and seeing seeing them turn that corner to not necessarily liking it because I don't think that's important. I think it's more important that people um, can understand how it how it can be viewed mm -hmm. as art. And if you get that far, that's great because we all have taste is subjective. We all have yeah. different taste yeah. in art. But to be able for people to understand, you know, why this weird, shocking, unusual stuff can mm. be considered art and what it says about the time in which it was created, mm. you know, that that's what I really enjoy about it. So that's yeah. that's why it became uh, a lecture. Okay. And how long have you been based in the north of Scotland now? Mm -hmm. So I've been here almost 10 years, nine mm. and a half years. Next mm. February, it'll be 10 years. Okay. So quite a long time. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. goes quickly. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. seem like that long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, um, how have you found like um, the kind of the creative scene? I guess even from the perspective when you're teaching like the students, how have you found mm -hmm. that like over that time, people's kind of perceptions of Aberdeen and mm. being a creative hub? How's yeah. has, has that? Have you seen significant changes? Have you seen very kind of minimal changes over the years? I think I I feel that I. I've either seen a lot of significant changes mm -hmm. or I've become more clued into what has been going on. Mm -hmm. I would hate to say that 10 years ago there wasn't anything going on mm -hmm. here. It might have just been going on and I wasn't linked into mm -hmm. it. Um, and I do think that's one of the things about Aberdeen. You really have to be linked in, plugged in. And I find social media really helpful with that mm -hmm. because you just you, you follow those different arts organizations and then you find different artists to follow. And then, you, you, you know, now I really feel like there's this whole uh, world of creative stuff yeah, going on in Aberdeen. Yeah. It might have been there 10 years ago. I wasn't aware of it. But from what the the journey that I've been on in, over the past 10 years in my from what I see, I see a lot more opening up and a lot um you know just a really strong grassroots movement mm -hmm. of of artists and cultural workers and um you know even organizations um springing up and and having events and all you know all the festivals we have yeah. and what's been really wonderful to see is that you know the audiences are there it's mm -hmm. not just that there's all this creative stuff going on but that there's a real desire and hunger for it. And when yeah. events happen, people are really, you know, coming in, in droves yeah. to see these things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've se I, I feel like it's really grown and developed. And, and as far as my, my own students, um, I, I'm continually impressed with how creative they are. And I, I think part of it is really be given, being given permission to be creative. Because we're put in these silos from a very young age. Yeah. You know, you can draw, you can't, mm -hmm. you're creative, you're not, you're a math person, mm -hmm. you're, you know. Yeah. And then if you go down one of those paths and you think you're not a creative person, it's very hard to break that, your own personal. Yeah, it's kind of their own kind of like mental barrier, I guess, yeah. isn't there? Like of like, you know, I think a lot of people who I work with, you know, who are not involved in the kind of creative scene in Aberdeen or any kind of creative outlet, mm -hmm. they see something and they say, oh, I can't do that. Right. I can't draw and stuff. And I think it's just kind of like, you know, it's a very such like kind of subjective kind of thing because people yeah. feel like it has to be a masterpiece or yeah. I think it's very much about being self-expressive. Yeah. You know, and any kind of yeah. any kind of creative outlet, and mm -hmm. it's also that kind of vulnerability to that yeah. as well. I yeah. think you know, expressing yeah. this and putting something you work out there, mm -hmm. especially in like the performance kind of 
visual kind of art yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, that um, yeah, I mean that the vulnerability I think is really important because mm. I think especially in in our society nowadays we you know there's we have to be perfect at everything we do, and one of the things that I really try to encourage my students to be comfortable with is is failure. Mm. Not necessarily the you know the course. I don't I'm not encouraging <laughs> them to fail their courses, but yeah. you know to try something and fail. And actually that's built into the courses I teach mm. so they have to they have to create a creative piece of work either a performance or a conceptual work of art or a, a Soviet avant-garde poster mm. that advertises the University of Aberdeen but going along with that they have to write a reflective essay where mm. they reflect on their progress okay. so if something about that the the artwork did fail and they reflect on it and think about how they would have done it differently the next time that's learning. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't mean it was, you know, it was a failure, you know, and full stop, it's yeah. done. Um, you know, so there's definitely that. And I think another thing you said is important is this sort of expansion of our understanding of what creativity yeah. and what arts, what art is. And that's really why I like the contemporary art stuff, because it's so expansive. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be, I mean, John Cage is a composer who wrote a piece called, you might be familiar with, Four Minutes and 33 Seconds. Yeah. And it was silence. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't silence, mm -hmm. because the audience was coughing and laughing, and there were birds tweeting. And this idea that, you know, the art is more than just an oil painting or, or a marble sculpture. Not that those are bad things. Mm -hmm. But the art can be other things, yeah, you know. Yeah. It could be knitting. It could yeah. be storytelling, things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I guess in like for you, you're going to kind of a unique position. I guess it's like that kind of not a cliche saying, but mold in the minds of the future. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. and like um, so like you know for like the students, is it kind of a kind of broad range? Like in some international students as well. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. We have, and in fact, I've seen that increase uh, since I've been here. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a large uh, component of uh, EU students and um, also students from the rest of the UK as well, as well as Scotland. We have a lot of North American students. So it's a really nice mix. And in particular for me, we've had, uh, I've seen a real increase in students from Eastern Europe, which is great for yeah. my research yeah. because I get to teach about artists who were actually, I mean, because they were experimental artists working under a communist regime, mm -hmm. they're not necessarily well known okay. in those countries because yeah. they were kind of the underground. Yeah. So it's actually sometimes new material for, for those students who are from those oh, places too, which oh, is really, really yeah. neat and really interesting. Mm -hmm. And it's also great because the, um, you know, the wider context of artistic production, you know, was that political system. And it's one thing for me to tell students here, you know, how it was in communist Eastern Europe. Um, and I, I didn't live under that regime, yeah. but, you know, started traveling there in the 90s. But it's another thing for a student who did experience that to tell other students. Yeah. So it's it's this really interesting, you know, there's a lot of peer learning there okay. as well. Yeah, because you mentioned earlier that you was in Latvia. Yeah. And you was doing your PhD. So what was you kind of studying your PhD on in Latvia? Uh-huh. So my PhD was also about performance art in mm. Eastern Europe, but I, I did three case studies of artists, two artists in Poland, two artists in Latvia, and two in Russia. 
And I was looking at the different ways the artists, um, you know, dealt with different uh, issues, local, national, regional issues in um, in performance art mm -hmm. in their work. And it was mostly since the 1980s. So it was really that time of transition between the 80s and 90s. So I went to Latvia for, the plan was to go for a year. Um, on, I had a Fulbright scholarship and so, and then I just stayed on afterward because I was placed, you know, equidistant between Poland and, and Russia and I could go and, because I work with living artists. I work oh, okay. with artists who are still alive so yeah. I could go and meet with them and talk to them and use the archives there. Um, yeah, so I was working on uh, one artist in particular um, who was a painter but also did these performances in the late 1980s where he dressed up in a, in a bronze suit and painted his face bronze uh, and walked around the city. Um, and it was, for him, it was really just about um, this culture of sort of monument monumentalization, yeah. you know, building monuments to people. Yeah. But it also had this other sort of parallel um, interpretation where people thought he was imitating the bronze statues of, of Lenin okay, and you know so kind of making you know, yeah kind of making fun of that and I yeah. guess some people would be like really offended back there yeah <laughs> well, yeah so, yeah. exactly yeah right. so there were these different interpretations yeah, and what was his name Miravaldus Paulus okay yeah. I, I probably can't pronounce that no <laughs> so it's like, okay he's yeah. uh he's not he's not that well known outside okay. of Latvia but okay. yeah he's still alive he's he's yeah. a fascinating character mm -hmm. and he's yeah he's he's actually painted the two of the portraits so every year at the end of a presidency the, they choose an artist to paint mm -hmm. the presidential portrait and he's painted two of them right. so he's actually quite an official you know artist but yeah. he also has this other this other, the other kind of thing. yeah right. yeah, cool. yeah it sounds like you've had a really kind of interesting kind of encounters then of a lot of kind of creative individuals and stuff you know yeah, yeah. well for my last book performance art in eastern europe mm -hmm. since 1960 if i just plug it uh <laughs> no it's fine when was um, that when was that when was that um, your, that last book when did that come out it came out in 2017 okay, so it's so been it's out a little right. over a year yeah, yeah. yeah um and so yeah it's widely available and it was the the what i wanted to do was write the first comprehensive uh sort of overview of the how this genre this art form developed in these former the former communist countries across Eastern Europe and really looking at the different ways and the, also the different times at which it emerged because you know you would have performance taking place in places like Poland and um, Czechoslovakia as early as the 1950s or 60s mm -hmm. but you don't really see performance happening in places like Moldova or um, Albania yeah. until the 1990s, okay. until way after the regime changed. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, we're um, just gonna let the phone ring. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm signaling, like, should, yeah, we, should yeah. we hang it up? Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. okay. Um, um, yeah, yeah, so so for that, just to answer your question, mm. for that book I had to travel, I traveled all across Eastern Europe mm. to 21 countries wow. and I interviewed or talk to around 250 artists. <laughs> so it was a, quite a big task. Yeah. It was a really big research project. Okay. So I was very happy for it to be finished. Yeah, I can imagine it. So I guess uh, how many years in the making was that then, that project? Uh, well, if you if you consider it kind of started, like the, the first book, the, the dissertation that I told you about, mm -hmm. 
started i started that research around i guess two thousand and five if you consider that sort of the foundation of it and then that was published it's called performing the east that was published in twenty thirteen and then from then until twenty seventeen so those three three years of really intense research but it was it was only three years because i think because i had that foundation prior to it yeah okay but it was three years that i had two years i had a um a fellowship so i was uh i i didn't have to teach or do any administration i was just focused on the research so that enabled me to really dig in and get it yeah get it done Go, uh, um, going back to like your students, are you very encouraging of them to kind of explore Aberdeen's creative scene and also kind of for them to kind of put their own content out there as well? Yeah, um, in y- y- more the first, mm-hmm. um, because my students aren't fine arts students. Yeah. Um, but I mean, of course, you know, to put their, their stuff out there, you know, if they wanted to, absolutely. But so I'm always highlighting to them you know different things that are going on different performances i tell them about you know get get plugged into the anatomy rooms Mm -hmm. to you know city moves to um you know to all these different venues um if there are performances or exhibitions on i'll highlight them to them but then depending on what courses i'm running um i will take my students to to different places so when my postmodern art course runs um, I take them to, uh, I think last year we went to, oh, that's right, we went to 17. Okay. There was an exhibition yeah. on there. Um, and then some of the students, uh, I said, if anyone wants to write a piece on, you know, on the exhibition, like a, an exhibition review or a commentary, then they could post it on our George Washington Wilson blog. Okay. And two of the students did that, I think, mm-hmm. two of the students. Um, and then when my um so when my oh and also in in conjunction with my postmodern art course i had two artists two local artists come in and talk to the students one is uh bebo keely who's a um i mean she does a range of things she does performance art and painting um and two of her interests are you know the environment but also feminism so i had her come and talk to my students about um feminism her feminist work um and then um, Norma Hunter and Rachel Grant were working on this project. Uh, it was sort of a so- socially engaged participatory project where they made, um, actually you can see one on my wall here, oh, yeah, a yeah. Cludi- Cludi rug where right. you um, take old fabric. This is actually a traditional piece. I'm probably mangling the description, mm. but um, you use this burlap and you use old fabric and you weave it through mm. the, this student made a face on right. it, but usually you just let the, the fabric, you know, stick through so it's like a soft kind of rug. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I had the students participate in that workshop during the class. And they also participated in um, Bebo Keeley's, it was a, a slow walk on Aberdeen Beach where it took, I think it was 45 minutes to walk a square around between the, the two sort of jetties or yeah. whatever you call those breakwaters. Um, and it was all about, so it was about the environment, but also about slowing down and, and really thinking about, you know, t- having the space to think and, and breathe and um, really be aware of, you know, your body as your, I mean, it was a very slow walk, you know, okay. imagine taking, you know, like two steps a minute, yeah. like that, that <laughs> okay. slow. Um, so I always try to not only bring them to places around the city that have arts, uh, you know, 
artistic things going on but also bring artists into the classroom and also encourage them as i said to write about because our students are more i mean they do practical work they do filmmaking but they do come at it from a more theoretical background so for me it's more to encourage them to write you know things about um uh you know about the art and culture scene uh and you know blog about it but if they did i mean no student has ever asked about you know we have it we we i have them do one work of art so it's not really much of a comprehensive portfolio Mm -hmm. of work but if they did want to get their work out there you know absolutely yeah um and and at the MLIT level, the postgraduate students also get, they, they do work-based placements. So oh, yeah. one year they did a placement with um, Crow House, the, the film, the film uh, startup company in, mm-hmm. in Anatomy Rooms. Um, so I think it's absolutely integral and, and important to convey to students that, because when I remember when I studied art mm-hmm. and it, in, in university, and it was always about art that was happening somewhere else, oh, yeah. you know, in <laughs> yeah. Italy, yeah. in London, mm-hmm. and art is happening everywhere all around you. Yeah. So I, I want to really emphasize to my students that art is happening in Aberdeen every day, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. and to become, and, and also to emphasize the connections if we study, you know, the YBAs, the young British artists, um, you know, to then say, well, what is the connection between their work and this work of this artist that you're seeing yeah. right now in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. you know, to see those links. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one thing again that you touched on about, um, you know, art being everywhere in Aberdeen, which is kind of like really important to kind of highlight. Oh, yeah. I think because there's so much. I know, I know when I met you a few weeks ago, we was kind of having this really kind of passionate discussion about maybe as like, not like foreigners to like, mm-hmm. you know, to UK, but like, you know, to like yeah. Aberdeen or Scotland saying like, you know, we see all these kind of potential things happening here. I think like local people see it as well. Yeah. But it's just kind of like the passion for it. What I see is just kind of like, oh, wow, there's so much stuff happening. Like, you know, attending these events or exhibitions or performances. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool to know like this, like, you know, I guess like, you know, Aberdeen is, is a small place compared yeah. to the rest of Scotland, but there's mm-hmm. such amazing, interesting things happening. Yeah. You know? so yeah. It, was, it was really kind of like being a part of a crucial moment as well. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. I, I do feel that. I mean, especially with the new, uh, you know, arts and cultural strategy mm-hmm. coming out. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I do think it, it could be, you know, cultural thing to, yeah. you know, I mean, I guess if, if there's one thing, I said at a graduation speech mm-hmm. one year, if there's one thing that Americans are good at, it's cheering, cheerleading. You yeah. know, we're always, you know, I mean, I think, and actually someone said that to me once because I met, it was an artist that I had met in Kosovo, and I said to him, oh, you know, everyone was telling me about your work, and they said, you have to meet this guy, and, and you know, his work is so great. His name was Astrid Ismaili, and uh, he said, oh, you know, that's one of the things I love about Americans is that they can get so excited about other people's work, yeah. and I had never thought about it like that. I mean, it's just, for me, it's just this is the type of person I am when I start talking to people, yeah. and they're like-minded. I just, I start to get excited, yeah. and it's, you know, it's it's not something I intend to do but I think that I think that people in general are not good at selling themselves yeah I think I think um 
I think one thing when I've kind of spoken to any kind of creative person and I've said, oh, do you want to come on like the podcast? And they're like, oh, no, 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 that's fine. I just like listening. I'm thinking like, wow, but I really like what you do. It's really cool. You know, you're yeah. doing something really nice that I like, you know, I'm like that people are paying attention to. And I think that's kind of fine. And some people say, oh, it's just an Abedonian thing. But I think it's like maybe a UK thing that yeah. we very much shy away from like bigging ourselves up or saying, yeah. oh, look, I do this and it's really amazing. You know, I think we kind of feel like, oh, that's kind of like, that's a bit big headed maybe and stuff, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I think there and I think there's a, a fine line between being big headed mm-hmm. and not having the goods to back it yeah, up yeah. versus just you know, I mean that's why I like that that phrase that you've you've you know, oh, coined. Big up, yeah. big up the dean. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like let's, you know, sell this product mm-hmm. and promise that it's gonna do things for you that mm-hmm. it won't. Mm-hmm. It's we here's this great stuff. Yeah. Let's just you know, boost it up a little. Let's yeah. just show what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think, yeah, I mean, I think there is that resistance to, you know, to to just, I mean, I think it's a lot, I mean, a lot of people do, there's so many people, you know, you just have these conversations, mm-hmm. like, you know, I have, I have a colleague who's, who's a painter, mm-hmm. and I only found this out because I looked on her webpage for something, <laughs> I was looking for her phone number or something, Oh my god, she's a painter. Yeah. Wow, like how do I not know that you yeah, know? Yeah. And yeah, so I mean I think that we all yeah, I mean I think I, I, I don't know why it just for me it's always exciting when I see people doing creative things and I get inspired by it and yeah. I want to tell other people about yeah. it. So um yeah, I think that uh I, I think there's a lot of great stuff going on in Aberdeen mm-hmm. and, and it's um you know, it's it's nice to I think it's a I think it might be a, a nice time for you know to, to for people to step back and say hey look at all this stuff we've yeah, done over definitely. the last several years and yeah. yeah let's let's pat ourselves on the back yeah, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think what kind of discovering doing like this, this podcast is actually you know some people are very solitary yeah and, and I know there's some like art collectives as well based in Aberdeen mm-hmm. But it seems like, you know, some people are like, oh, I didn't rec- know who that person was. And, oh, it's really interesting. You get mm-hmm. to hear, like, people's stories and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think it's, like, one thing, you know, my kind of aim is actually saying, like, you know, if there's going to be, like, a collective kind of community where everyone kind of recognises each other, guaranteed it's not all going to be positive and a bit of roses. You know, yeah. not everyone's going to be like, oh, I like that person's work or what they're doing. Mm. But it's actually people to kind of recognise each other a bit more. And yeah. acknowledge each other. Like, oh, like, oh, yeah, I see you. I see what you're doing. Yeah. You know, kind of keep it up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's the kind of thing that's kind of been lacking a bit. You know, I think... I don't know how long I've been doing this podcast for, but I like, <laughs> I like to think if I'm still doing it in a few years' time that we kind of got to a point where there's more things where people are linking in with each other yeah, creating with each other as well. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. I think, you know, one of the things that my colleagues and I have said mm. at the university is that, we, you know, we need, we, we need, and I think we kind of have this now, mm. but like a, you know, a space, even yeah. at the university, yeah. you know, colleagues tend to sit in their offices and not talk to each mm-hmm. other. And the more shared open spaces yeah. you have to just, come together and talk and you maybe nothing will come of it maybe something maybe you'll discover that someone has you know a mutual interest in craft beer or Mm. gardening and it has nothing to do (laughs) with your professional stuff 
But I think that we we lead such busy lives nowadays. Yeah, yeah. And just to have, and I think that that's one of the reasons that I think the anatomy rooms has so is so great because I think it's starting to become, or it, you know, it is this sort of cultural hub. Yeah. And I think that the more spaces that we have like that where people can come together, and and you know, all these festivals. Mm-hmm. Once a few years ago, I think it was the Look Again Festival mm-hmm. had organized a few um, like roundtable discussions. Yeah. And I remember a lot of creative people went to them and they had these open discussions about art. And I think the the more that kind of stuff can happen, the better, you yeah, know, the more yeah. that people can, you know, and I'm a big, big fan of introducing people. So mm-hmm. whenever I meet someone, I'm always thinking, oh, you should meet this person, this person, yeah, this person. Yeah. And, you know, and I think that's how it, you know, how it. It starts. Yeah, because last week I was actually at a talk with Look Again starting next week, and it was at the Belmont um, Picture House, and they mm-hmm. did talk, like Petra Kucha kind of style talks with a couple of people that I've interviewed were there doing talks as well. So it's really interesting because there's like a few, two people that I know and I interviewed already, but a few other people mm-hmm. I didn't know what they were doing. It's like, oh wow, like, yeah. you know, so it's, to me, I'm still pleasantly surprised about yeah. what's happening and what people are doing, you yeah. know, in Aberdeen and stuff. You know? yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's nice when you get to continue to discover, you yeah. know, that there are more, yeah. more people. And I've always kind of said to people as well, like more recently, there needs to be, you know, like a cultural hub where people can share and, you know, like, you know, just, just discuss, hang out and chill out or yeah. whatever. Yeah. I think that's one thing that's kind of like, it's kind of like that missing bit of the glue, mm-hmm. the puzzle that should kind of yeah, happen a bit, yeah. you know. But with this cultural strategy, I think it's up until 2028, mm-hmm. you know, the Avenue has got a lot planned, and I'm hoping that they do kind of engage with the local creative community to kind of make that happen. Oh, absolutely. I think that's the, that's the, also, that's also a part of like the bonding factor yeah. actually having move anything forward I think, yeah, you know? yeah yeah well I think for a long time it was the idea was that you had to you know sort of bring art and culture in yeah yeah but it's we have so much I mean there's some you know I I look at all the things that are happening mm-hmm. and I I just I could never go to all of them yeah, yeah yeah but I think one thing that would be really useful is you know there's so many events and there's always there's always something you know it's always an agenda there's yeah. always a it's a conference or a talk or mm-hmm. a this or a that and if it what if it was just you know a meetup you yeah, know a, yeah. an empty space mm-hmm. <laughs> where people just come together and mm-hmm. and talk yeah, yeah. because that's you know i find that with my colleagues as well that we don't have time to just you know improvise so to speak mm-hmm. like to just jam mm-hmm. you know just yeah. talk about what we're doing mm-hmm. and with no agenda yeah. and i think that can be really you know that's really freeing you know? i think i think that's it i think like people probably would be more open to engaging with that because mm. when there's an agenda people kind of think oh but you could be a bit apprehensive about yeah. you know well, what's on today's agenda or something like that. does it have to really be yeah can we not just be like this actually just normal people or yeah. human beings and just <laughs> yeah. sit in a room and just kind of have a drink and just talk to each other yeah you know? yeah yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah and and just to yeah just to let sort of let the ideas fly mm. yeah yeah See, I know, like, obviously, it's kind of like the summertime, the students are away now. Uh-huh. I guess it picks up back for you now with lectures and stuff and teaching, mm-hmm. what, like, September, September. October? Yeah, okay. yeah. But over the summer, actually, our I was just, I just had a meeting today mm-hmm. with our uh, postgraduate students in music, and they're doing amazing things. I mean, they've built this tight uh, postgraduate community mm-hmm. of music students, and right. what the conversation was today it was about how to merge our visual culture students okay. with them. Um, and they do things, and these are things that will be, uh, uh, you know, publicly, you'll be, see them yeah. coming out in the, so they have this mm-hmm. program called Shift Enter, which was described as a, um, 
uh, structured open mic, mm -hmm. and it's just it's just sort of a you know people can come and, and just show you know showcase different things that they're working on, um, and so that's I mean that's open to the public and it's going to be I think you know more widely advertised yeah. next year, but um, the you know. Uh, we're, we're working on ways to not only engage the Aberdeen, you know, the university community, the students, because they're part of the creative community yeah, too. Yeah, you know, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of creative practitioners mm -hmm. at the university in music, creative writing, visual culture, film. Um, and apologies to any I leave out because there are <laughs> lots, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and then, and so then also, because once um, someone had said to me that, you know, they had made a compliment to the University of Aberdeen that said that they, Aberdeen doesn't have that town and gown separation, which a lot of university cities do, where the university is something totally separate. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think we're totally integrated, no. but we and we could always improve, but I think we're really good at it. I think we've done quite a lot. And yeah. so our students are also part of that yeah. uh, creative community. So there, there will be stuff going on over the summer, some yeah. some events, and then. But yeah, I mean the big the big time of the year is uh, is September yeah. through yeah April. I would say. I remember when I first met you, we did, we did speak about because I studied at RGU, and like you know I know like you, I, I can be so objective about this. I don't have the kind of cultural understanding the history behind it. Uh -huh. There's always been something about from when I was at RGU about you know the Aberdeen University as well. I, know. I don't know, and and is that do you still get that feeling it's still happening as well a bit or yes and no okay. i mean it's un so obviously it's a historic thing yeah. and it was since i arrived you know <laughs> I, and it really amazed me that there was this separation yeah. you know why is there you know it's only a 10 15 minute drive across town i think a lot of it is historic yeah. um but all the people that i know at the university at least you know i can speak from the creative side of mm -hmm. things I don't know anyone who is actively saying, no, we shouldn't work with, I mean, it's the opposite that yeah. we're saying we should actively, engage you know, with engage them. with yeah. them, work with them on mm -hmm. things. And I mean, they have a fine arts school, yeah. right? We don't, mm -hmm. we, we are, you know, our, even though we do practical stuff, our music school is very much practical oriented, okay. but, um, you know, from the visual arts, we don't have a fine arts program. Mm -hmm. It's mo more theory based. They do some practice. The film students do make films. Um, but I mean, it, I mean, why wouldn't we team mm -hmm. up with them? And yeah. I have, I do, we, there are some partnerships ongoing and I think mm -hmm. that's another area that's developing. Yeah. But I think with any th partnership, it takes time, yeah, you know, it yeah. take, especially to establish trust mm -hmm. because you don't just go to up to someone and say, "Hey, let's work together." Yeah, you know, yeah, it takes yeah. time, mm -hmm. and um, and I think so. I think it's improving. I think it's. I think things are you know are developing in a in a positive mm -hmm. direction. But yeah, yeah, I was always amazed by that um, <laughs> that separation, yeah. uh, especially in a town so small. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. just too. It's different. interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But you, I think like for me, I can kind of like, oh, I'm probably not clued up on it, and maybe not making the time and effort to kind of do a bit of research myself and find out why that kind of exists. But I kind of say that kind of saying it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. You know? and it seems to kind of be like with a bit of light jest and banter, I think. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably what, yeah, more what, what, what it is now, you know, yeah, it's, it's more, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think part of it is, well, I mean, I always take the view that, you know, no one, no two people are going to have the same ideas, yeah, you know? Yeah. So even if someone, 
at RGU is working on the same thing as me, they're going to come at it from a pr different perspective. Yeah. So we're not in competition. Mm -hmm. We're all in the same, you know, we're in the creative <laughs> arts, we're all in the same team yeah, here, you yeah. know? So, yeah. <laughs> so um, where can people kind of find information about um, the visual culture department mm -hmm. online and social media and stuff? Yeah. So we are fully online. Mm -hmm. We are fully on social media. Um, we have a Facebook page. T we're on Twitter and Instagram. Our Instagram account is quite new, yeah. so there's not a lot on it yet. Um, but I, I don't remember offhand the. I think it's Aberdeen Uni, Aberdeen Uni underscore FBC. Mm. But if you just Google, you know, human yeah. visual culture, um, and the same with with Facebook. But we also have a blog. It's the George Washington Wilson um, Center for Visual Culture mm. blog. It's a WordPress blog. Mm. Um, so again, if you just Google GWW okay. uh, blog, yeah. you know, you can find yeah. it. Um, and that, you know, you, you'll find our events, uh, both on the blog or also on the, uh, on our social media pages. Um, yeah. And I mean, anyone who's, I mean, anyone who's interested in, in linking up with us is more, I'm more than happy for people right. to get in touch with me cool. specifically awesome. or anyone in the department, um, That's really good, yeah. because we're always looking to, you know, partner and, and link up with people right. from the community. If yeah. there's someone who's you know, wants to come give a talk mm -hmm. or, or show their work or, you know, yeah. we're open to, to anything. Okay, so, yeah, we're really here. I see we're not only supporting, you know, the university and its activities, but also the artistic community in yeah. the city and Shire. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. And I guess, do you have any kind of more research coming up, do you think, that's planned for the, like, near future yourself? Uh, for my own yeah, personal yeah. research? Yeah, so I am working on another project. I'm just starting it now. Mm. I had to take a break after that okay. long <laughs> <laughs> project, the book. Um, so one of the things that happened with performance art is that because it's a, it's a time-based art, mm. you know, it happens once mm. and then it's gone, um, there's been a trend of re-performing or reenacting these performances in the same way that people reenact civil war battles yeah, and things like yeah. that. Um, but this is specifically reenacting artistic performances. So I'm looking at the way that those function, specifically those re-performances function in Eastern Europe, mm -hmm. where the first audience for the performance would have been very limited because the performances, because they were mainly underground or with, let's say, limited audiences, yeah. Um, I think they can they can serve as almost a performance of, of history, like a, a different way of telling history. So I'll be looking at that phenomenon across uh, Eastern Europe. Okay. But also with the, if I can just plug the GWW Center for Visual Culture, we're we're looking at our programming um, of of events for the coming years. Um, and we're looking to to do sort of a showcase of mm -hmm. Scottish arts at home and abroad. So it'll be looking both at artists who are creating in the area and the mm -hmm. region and, and based in the region, but it'll also be looking at how Scottish arts is, you know, Scottish artists and, and creatives are the work that they're doing, okay. you know, when, either when they go abroad or Scottish you know, Scotland represented in, in the, the arts, you know, right. uh, you know, just globally. So, okay. yeah. Cool. So no, no, but yeah, like, thanks for that. And thanks for coming on the podcast as well. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. No it's worries. Not, even, I it's love right. talking about art and it works perfectly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, that was, um, Dr. Amy Brasgill. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. it right? Yeah, yeah. cool. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a senior lecturer in the film and visual department at Aberdeen University. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, thanks again for coming on. Yeah. And we'll see you guys soon. That's bye for now. Thank you. Thank you.